Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast. Coming up on this episode... Breaking news. It's official. Mauricio Pochettino is the new head coach of Chelsea. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm joined in the virtual room, filled with all the Lions. We've got Ollie, we've got Bert, and we've got Chris. And we always... You know, want to know what the highlights from the weekend are, but there's only one person's highlights we concern ourselves with. I'm going straight to our man, Chris. Chris, what was your highlight from this weekend? Watching Chelsea women lift the league. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Chris watched it in the sun. I watched it on my sofa. <laughs> it, I tell you what, though, second half, the sun come onto us and it was really, really hot. Like just sitting there baking in the sun. And I had sunglasses on, but you know when the sun goes so high that it just comes in over the top of your sunglasses, <laughs> and they just it just renders them completely pointless. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a really good day though, really really good. Oh, it was. What it, was it, it like when? What was it like, Chris, when the final whistle went? I want to know. Uh, do you know what? It was one of them where. I, because the game was relatively over by half time everyone had already expected it. So it, it wasn't like a massive eruption of, of joy, I wouldn't say, because it was sort of, it sort of been up and down throughout the game anyway, when we already knew that we was going to win the league. So, but I think it was just uh, incredible, really, just to see everyone sort of coming together. It like, it was, it, I'll tell you what it was lovely to see. It was lovely to see Chelsea fans celebrating because... Mm. We don't get to do that a lot anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I mean, we don't do that here. <laughs> I mean, 2 nil up at half-time. I was quite chuffed to see Sam Kerr get a brace yesterday. Two goals again. And, yeah, I mean, because obviously Reading, let's be honest, they were the, they got relegated because they were the worst team in the league. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind you kind of expected a win, but it's kind of one of them things, like we tweeted out, it, you, do your, you do your counting, count your money when the deal's done. Because you never know, you never know. You know, fate has a, a cruel way of uh, twisting it. And when United scored, they were one 0 up. You started to think, no, we're all good. But they don't hand they handle pressure so well, don't they? Yeah, they yeah, they're an incredible team. Because to be fair, I, they didn't play brilliantly, um, but they just they're just winners they're just a, a team full of winners who know what to do they can cope with any sort of game cope with any sort of situations that come up in games and they just know how to win that they're, they're exactly what like chelsea men used to be mm. uh, and more or less the complete exact opposite of what chelsea men are now where you know can't really it, they wouldn't know winning if it smacked them in the head yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man right with that, as I burp there, sorry, that was just rude. I'm not even editing that out. We're going to hit the no, news. What? Go on. So, so rude, that is. That's so rude. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. Unprofessional. I'm yeah. so sorry. I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> We're going to hit the news. Oh, I, I have a club statement from the club, Chelsea Football Club. 
And that really a club statement from the club, Mikey. I do, I do. It's it's on my it's on my desk, and it's from. And it reads, it reads: Chelsea Football Club is pleased to confirm Mauricio Pochettino will become head coach of the men's team from the beginning of the 2023-24 season. The Argentine will begin his new role on the 1st of July 2023 on a two-year contract with a club option of a further year. Now, way we're finally there. We got it. I mean, I'm gonna I'm taking the keys here and leading us off road for a moment because my takeaway from this is why are there no quotes from Mauricio Pochettino in this statement? Anyone? Yeah, that's a- <laughs> yeah, that's that's a really good question. I think it's better uh, off he says nothing to be honest. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. really wants to stay away from this season, I, doesn't he? I suppose because he's technically not starting until July the first. He's not technically like in the job yet, so maybe he's that's not why. employed. But, yeah, we are not paying his pension yet. I mean, are you just glad that it's official and that he's not off somewhere else? It's just yeah. one of those, isn't it? Where it's just like, oh my god, the saga's been so long. It's just nice to hear some positive news for a change even though it's something we all kind of knew was coming for a while yeah yeah uh, you, you happy chris yeah um yeah. it is yeah. it, it is one of them <laughs> things yeah. where do you know what i think's ruined a lot of football i think social media has ruined football announcements mm. because like ollie just said these things now they drag on for so long that by the time it actually gets announced you're actually bored of it I remember the days when you didn't know someone had signed until, you know, they'd already, they had actually signed. Yeah, like no you saw one on the news, on on. The newspaper yeah. the next day, yeah, they were like holding yeah. up the oh, shirt damn. and you were like, flipping yeah, it, who's and you that? thought, oh, that's happened, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Do you know what, that was, that was so much better because you was genuinely excited by everything that happened then, whereas now, like, you heard about it four months ago and then you've heard the same news regurgitated with slightly different wording mm. every day for four months and then yeah, I was gonna by say, the time I the club the... tell you, you're like, oh, yeah, great, we knew that. For the last month, <laughs> it's been described as imminent. I'm not sure about yeah. your you guys, but I'm not sure they know what imminent means. Imminent, no, <laughs> about 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 five to six weeks. So yeah, yeah. it's not Amazon Prime. Uh, to be fair, Chris saying that gives me nostalgic memories of when Sky Sports News dropped the double signing announcement for Manchester United that they'd signed Anderson and Nanny, and I remember just being like, "Wow, that is an incredible double deal." In hindsight, maybe not. But <laughs> maybe at the not. time, it was just out of nowhere. And it, it, I do miss those days. And this is probably going to be another deal that goes on and on and on. Do you remember Manuel Agate from Friday's pod, Chris? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you've done your research. Well, RJP Journalism has now said that Chelsea have reached an agreement with him and his agent over personal terms. So maybe he won't go to PSG. Or maybe he will. I, is is are we confident in this, or are we just going imminent? It's imminent. This this deal concerns me again, and I'll tell you why. Because are we doing any of our own scouting, or are we just waiting for another club to be linked to someone and then go right? We'll have him. Were we linked because first? Fair, we were, were linked we? to the Garte before PSG were. Were we though? Well, as far I as think, we all yeah, know, it was yeah. I think it was. Yeah. I'd hope. I, I'd hope so because I just don't want another Mudrick situation where you know we signed him because Arsenal wanted him. Well, yeah. half of us didn't know who he was last week. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, got, oh, he's good. We'll have him. I've had yeah. a bit of a look into Agate recently. It's an interesting thing because ever since these these reports of ours have come out about you know how we, we may be signing him, it's 
been interesting to notice how like Kante's deal hasn't been renewed. And they do play very similar roles in that they're kind of both ball-winning destroyers in the middle who like run around a lot. The only thing that concerns me about that then is that one, Kante is off, potentially. Two, um, you know, it's still not a defensive midfielder, you know, to sit in front of the back four and, and just screen and, you know, go back to the basics. So hmm. is there another midfield signing coming or if we got Agate, would that be it? In which case, we're kind of we'd be going into the next season with the same problems we've had this season in midfield. You know, nobody to screen the back four and and just be that sort of wall to like a Casemiro or Rice. You know, doing that role that doing the dirty work. It's just it's a bit of a concern. I mean, to be I... fair, it's ambitious for you to think Kante's off because I think before he'd even get to the training room door, he'd have injured himself. Bless him. <laughs> oh, <that's mean. laughs> he he's kind of one of those players where he's been. He's been unavailable more than he's been available. And when he's available, he is bloody good. But we best ability is availability. And right now, oh, it's in short supply. But this is what I'm getting at. They're, they're, you know, what and what the 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 owners have identified potentially in Agate, someone who is available, who mm. has a lot of the strengths that Kante does, but doesn't do them as well because he's younger than him and less experienced. But you know, in that way, is it then a concern that Kante you know, might be considered by the ownership surplus to requirements now. I mean, who was that other midfielder you just mentioned? English. Uh, uh, Rice. Oh, fucking hell. Well, according to Sky Sports News, literally on my phone, Declan Rice has spoken with Bayern Munich and head coach Thomas Tuchel today. That's interesting. We all thought it was going to get sacked today. I know. I, I saw that the start of the trend and I thought, oh, that's interesting. I mean, you, to be fair, he didn't win the league. He won the league title, but did he? He, he no. I've never seen someone fluke a league title so quick. <laughs> oh, my word. Serial winner. He's it's a serial so, winner. It's quite... If anyone watched the Dortmund game, they would see how Dortmund, just for that first half, forgot how to play football. Just completely... I mean, we look awful, but Dortmund just was... They've never seen a football pitch before. A football. Dortmund, oh. Dortmund are the German Spurs with slightly better marketing oh, and they've won a bit more. Because my word, my god, how do you fumble that? I don't know. I really Against don't mind know. as well. You know who who aren't the best it, Bundesliga team really? It's, it's kind of one of those. Uh, you know when you see a DIY video or a, a life hack, and they've got something that's so simple. Oh look, I'm carrying my bowl of food, and then they just fall over, clumsy. Like, ah! It was kind of like that. It was like, how did you do that? That's not possible. But you did. Well done, you. Well, we didn't fumble yesterday, ish. So the Monday game review, sponsored by the summer break, is here. Get your drinks ordered, everyone. Holidays booked for Chelsea though. Season's <laughs> dead. It's been dead a while. Uh, it was a game of highs and lows. On the one hand, several really promising performances from younger players on our roster were quite evident. I mean, that is, you know, left-back Lewis Hall. Oh, he's developing into quite the promising player. And, of course, my man, Noni Madueke, he was consistently our most offensive threat yesterday. Many of the problems, though, that we know have plagued our entire season were, were noticeable, you know, during that first half. It was open yet challenging before we began to exert more control over the, after the halftime break. Some of the Blues' wayward passes and poor communications during that first 45 revealed that the team needs, well, needs reassembling and getting to know one another, doesn't it? It was also evident when 
that man, Anthony Gordon, scored the opening bloody goal for Newcastle early on because no one had stopped him in the heart of the penalty area and they allowed him to just touch that ball in from close range. I so, would be really interested to know how many debutants end up scoring their... Like, how many t- players end up scoring their first goal <laughs> against Chelsea. That's a Because it happens yeah. all the time. It feels like, I, that way, yeah. Oh, it's just... It drives me mad. I, I just don't get it. Like, why... Like, I don't know if we've got, like, some kind of weird thing where we think, oh, well, he's never scored. He's not going to score. And every time, it seems that we're every time we think that, whoever it is goes on and scores anyway. I mean, at, me at least... We gave a strong response and rightfully tied the game with some clever play and good fortune. Let's not let's not pretend it wasn't. You know, instead of delivering a cross as the opposing defence expected, Enzo, he made a wise decision to use a free kick to put Sterling in on the right. Sterling was able to make a move inside and he just fired that shot across the goal and then it went straight in off Creer and Trippier. So that means that the curtain finally, finally falls on this season, uh, like our tears did after each game since Lampard took over. So how are we all feeling now? Relief. Very, mm. very relieved. Because like that game just sort of summed up our whole season. Just very, very, very well, I don't think so. We what we didn't lose. So Yeah, but <laughs> I mean let's let's be honest though, Newcastle weren't really playing for anything. They weren't really that I'm sure that was public, but they weren't really that fuss if they won or lost. Like, top four is guaranteed. Um and it was it, it, we should have used yesterday's game as a point to prove uh, for Pochettino coming in. And other than Lewis Hall and, and Sterling's been all right the past couple of games, to be fair, the rest of them were just mediocre. And, and that's been the problem for the whole season. We're a, a bunch of individuals that just aren't a team yet, and we need a manager to create a team. Um, and hopefully Pochettino can bring that sort of togetherness back. But uh, it was just meh. As always, this is just me, and I was just glad to see the end of it. Chris? Yeah, I'm kind of with Berth. I I did think the second half was one of our better games, but I mean, I don't know what that's, that's, that's like saying it's the best out-of-date food you've ever had. It, <laughs> the standards are so low. Like oh. We only have to put together three passes, and I think, oh, that, that was all right. We, we didn't give the ball away after a pass. We're sitting um, there making a bowl of cereal with like six-week-old milk. Yeah. You know, and no, saying, no, oh, it wasn't that delicious. At least it was like, you know, add sugar on it. I thought the <laughs> I thought the two things that, that stood out in the game for me was Madueke is oh, yes. one of the only players I think we have at the minute who's actually playing still his own game and he hasn't sort of fallen into this trap of being a Chelsea player yet because <laughs> he still looks decent. Um, and I thought uh, Felix, when he came on, still looked still looked a, a goal threat. And if you was to say to me now, feel, to keep Felix and get rid of Havertz, I'll snap your hand off because yeah. I think Havertz Havertz in the last couple of games that he started hasn't even looked like scoring a goal and I think Felix had more attempts in like the 20 minutes he was on the pitch than Havertz has had in the last two games it's it's mad and I I actually think Felix would be a player that we'd regret not signing I think I I do think he he has got the potential to be really good but Havertz scored the winning goal in the Champions League final no one cares and Chelsea take the lead in Porto (laughs) <laughs> the, the, the thing is, I'm so glad Chris said that about Felix because Felix, 
I know he hasn't scored like loads and loads of goals, but every single game that he's played, he's created something. He, you know, he's got into good positions, he, which is more than any of our other attackers do. And I generally mm. think, and me and Chris, I'm sure agree with this. If you put, say, Lukaku with him, I'm not saying Lukaku's the answer, but if you put like a Lukaku with him, we'd be sound this season. I, I really do think we'd be all right because Felix could create, Lukaku would get uh, some service. And I think that that would be sound. I really do think if if you want to get rid of Felix, I think you need to take a good long look at yourself, don't you? Ollie? I think I think Felix as well yeah, though is a is a Partino <laughs> type player. I think absolutely yeah, that's he, true. he could he, he could be like what Deli Ali was to to Tottenham with Partino. I mean, he, you he could be that sort of player. You say about our attacking side. So now we know we got thirty eight goals for the season. Not bad. Wolves got 31. One a game. One a game. (laughs) Exactly. Positive thinking. I'm loving it. Scoring a goal a game. Wow. But if you want want to cry, Leicester got relegated, we know. Leeds, oh, we are not sympathetic. Good riddance. Um, They scored 48 and 51. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) We scored less goals than the two sides that went down. Does show where where the where the you know in terms of like the strengths and weaknesses oh. of our team like our team is so massively unbalanced in terms of like the its strength being in the defense over the over the the attack for need sure. to sign some attacking players that's why <laughs> well the, the thing is it but and and as much as you guys are raving about Felix I'm still not convinced he's the answer because yeah he has been a brighter spark at times in the team when everyone's been terrible. But I still think everyone's been below standard, including him. And so I think, I, but so I'm I, not. I'm not convinced that when when that standard comes back up again, I don't think he's going to reach that height. And I think as well, he's really desperate to get out of Atleti and under out of under Simeone's thumb. If we sign him permanently, I think we're going to see a massive drop off from Jao Felix. Now you see, I disagree, Ali, and I'll tell you what. I don't think he's necessarily the whole answer, but I do think he's part of the answer. Um, because like I say, if you put him with an out and out striker, um, but you can not... say that about any any attacking player. If you put them with an out and out, we have like not fifty Havertz. players. No, we not, have not fifty Havertz, players. Like, but we have <laughs> but, a, we have okay. so many players. Like, okay, like so what... we've got Nkunku coming in. You put him with a striker. We've got Havertz. If you put him with a proper striker, you probably no, do better. No, um, no, 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 he wouldn't. no, absolutely not. Like we've had Pulisic, we had Ziyech. You know, had Lukaku last year. They didn't do anything for him. I can. Felix I can. Is the only one. That I've seen recently that's actually created and generally looks a threat going forward. I've used the, the T word there. He's the only attacker <laughs> I've seen in Chelsea in the past two years that actually looked a threat going forward. I can I can prove it with Havertz as well because when we had Lukaku, I, I'm pretty sure it was like after Lukaku's first like 12 games or something, Kai Havertz had completed one pass to him. Is... But why? Why are we pretending that Lukaku? Games. Why are we pretending like Lukaku was going to be the answer either? Well, no, because no, well, Lukaku but, but shit still, as well. But, yeah, but, but still, you, Lukaku... should, you should be passing the ball to him more than once in twelve games. Yeah, I as, guess a, but, like, as a creative the, player. But at the same, anyway, get, getting back to to Felix, I just from him, I, I know what you say about the threat. I just don't see enough from him. You know, I hope I'm wrong. Next season, I really want to see a massive step up from him, whether we, whether we, you know, loan him again or whether we sign him, which is looking increasingly likely all the time because he likes the club and the club likes him. Mm. I'm just like, I think what annoys me about Felix is people make him out to be some kind of ethereal, game-changing player like Hazard was. When he isn't, he just isn't. No, but, no, I agree. But that, it's that, not that, that, that yet. Yeah, no. he's, he's not Hazard, but he's looking 
decent, I think, in a very, very bad attacking team. And I think that's a pos- a real positive. I feel if that's going looking- to be the poll for this episode about should we sign Felix or not? I'll be curious to see what the results mm. are on that. Uh, to be fair, to be fair, look, look, how do, how do I feel? I mean, we sucked under Potter and Lampard being a man who had done this job before to a reasonable standard. I felt it was better than nothing when he came in, but damn, we were real close to nothing. Um, the game itself, okay, we look, we look competent. We did look competent. That's nice. I mean, obviously you've got Pochettino, you've got Gusto and Kunku coming in and obviously that new centre mid to play next to Enzo. And of course, it's probably going to be a new striker at some point. Who? Who knows? You, I don't feel that anyone could persuade me that this team is not going to just recover quickly next season. I'm quite content. You know, there are numerous positive things to look forward to once we've got that serious leader on the sideline in Poch. So there's going to be a clean up this summer. And one man who should be kept in the starting line for next season, Lewis Hall, he's getting some flowers because... Based on recent performances, that dude starts in in the left back role whilst Chilwell's out. You know, he could you could you could push that and say that it's his spot to lose at the moment. I know it's a big that's mm-hmm. a big take, but he he's been bloody good. I have a I have a bit of a Monday hot take about Lewis Hall. If you if you want to play the, the sound clip, Mikey, Ooh, I know I'm, we're getting I'm, warm. I know I'm gonna I'm uh, I'm putting you on the spot there. There we go. Um, is actually that I think once Mount leaves, I think Lewis Hall replaces Mount in the in the team. Oh, no, I, I think Mount plays left back on the bench. No, no, but I, but I, but I think that I think that Lewis Hall has the perfect facilities to re- to replace what Mount does in the team. He's always driving forward. He's always looking for a good pass. In the same way that he looks very similar to me to the way that Mount did a couple seasons ago under Lampard the first time when you know when he was much younger. It seems to me that like you know he's he's got excellent physical and and technical attributes to him that I just feel that would really suit his game in a way in like sort of the position that Mount tends to play if he can sort of get on top of his goal scoring if he can really sort of start to put a few away you know it, it, it if we sell Mount and then put him where that you know it, uh, replace him with Hall that could look like a really good piece of business in the long run mm, mm, that's true um, because we've got a big end of season awards coming up. Uh, emoji game review time. Final one of the season for me. Champagne, champagne emoji. It's done. Season completed. Lampard's got his coat. He's got his bags. He's in the taxi, ready to go off to wherever he's going to go. Don't know. Don't really care. So, Chris, what have you got? Uh, praying hands, because I'm just Ooh. thank God it's over. <laughs> Birth. Um, I've I've kind of got like the salute one. So it's like, see you later sort of thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah good riddance. Yeah. See you later this season. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ollie? Yeah, just a shrug from me. Just oh, like, finishing not, a shrug. That, that is com- the easy option, Ollie. I need easy. It is, but I, it is, but I wasn't convinced about the performance. You know, I'm not convinced about the players, and I I, I don't want to make any, any sudden judgments about anyone too much before we see what happens this summer. Mm. I need I need a jazzier option from you if I'm honest. I, I don't. All right, I... all right. You want you want a fucking jazzier option, Berth? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I do. All right, all right. I'm gonna go with the mountain climbing emoji, um, because it seems like that is what we have ahead of us if we want to come back to where we are. 
Well, there we go. That was good. Yeah. Um, that's, that's that's better. That's good. That's... <laughs> it is pretty good. It's pretty good. We'll give. We'll Bert give. Bert turns to that. me mid pod and goes, "You know what? You're phoning it in, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> you you just you've been hiding that the whole season, Ollie. This is the true Ollie now. Do that. that well, <laughs> we we turn the lights out on another Premier League season, but we're going to be turning on the lasers, the strobes, and hitting that jukebox to kickstart the after party as we hand out some of our end of season awards. And some of them are serious, some of them are not so. Some of them probably just make you bloody cry considering how shit we've been. So, player of the season, I've got Kepper. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so shocked that you of all people have booed. I, don't, oh, I just yeah. don't think he's worth it for player of the season. So why do you think Edward Mendy's player of the season, Ollie? Well, let me tell you. No, <laughs> no, Mendy doesn't deserve either. For me, um, player of the season is actually someone who came in in January. Um, it was Benoit Badiashil. Um, even though he barely played, uh, now he's out injured. Um, I was so thoroughly impressed with him in terms of how calm he was on the ball, how good he's been more or less straight from the off. He's not really put a foot wrong at all. Um, and considering how poor this season has been, we've barely lost when he's played for us. Mm. But, you know, and I oh, think go on. That, it, I was just going to say, I think for that, that that for me is a big impact on the team and deserves deserves it, even though he's only been here a short time. What about you, Bert? Ollie, you've gone very jazzy again, and I like it. I do like it. Um, <laughs> I think I do like Badger Shoe. I can't, I can't, I just can't give him player of the season, but I do really it like is it. fair. That like, is, it is yeah, a fair show. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to have to go Thiago Silva. I just think at 38, he's just still been our best defender. Um, again, he's looked really good in a bad team. Um, and we haven't conceded loads that of goals. Fair. That is fair. Considering we've been like, well, we finished 12th. Um, Kepa, yeah, he's, he's not had a bad season, but he makes far too many mistakes for me to give it to him. So I'm going to go Thiago Silva. Chris? Same as Berth. I think with Thiago Silva, I don't think he's had a bad game in what has been a horrendous season. And I think you've seen at Old Trafford how bad we would be without him. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I th- in reality, I think it's also fair to say, I don't think anyone really deserves it. It's just about if you have to pick someone. Mm, you know, I think yeah. I think given the, the standard we've come to expect from Chelsea, I think, you know, finishing 12th, I don't think anyone really deserves it. And that probably also, you know, makes sense considering the, uh, the season awards at the club itself for the men's team were cancelled. Yeah, so yeah. next up, we've got most improved player. <laughs> now, I've got, I've gone... I've gone really far out here. So far out, he doesn't even, he's not even at our club. I've gone Levi Colwell because he was. He was our oh, most improved player. <laughs> that's a good shout. Yeah, that's incredible. That's... God, I'd love to hear if anyone's got any other suggestions than that. Hear me that's, out. Uh, okay. My, my, my most improved player of the season is actually Kepper. Um, yeah, and I've what? got that as well. I, I, I've got that okay, as well. I, I, it's Chris saying it, I understand. Ollie's saying that though. Well, no, actually, I think it's fair to give Kepper his plaudits. Yes, every time someone shoots from, you know, the halfway line, it's guaranteed to go in. But he Mm. has been a lot better. And I would say he's got us out of a few more jams this season than he has in seasons gone by. And I think his his shot stopping, at least at close range, has been a lot better. His passing is still good. I don't want him to be the number one next season, but I can at least acknowledge he's had a he's had a step up since he's been the starting keeper this season. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, another one, we've got signing of the season. Wait, what? who who's, who was Berth's most improved player? Oh, did Berth agree? Or what was yours, Berth? 
I, I was going to pick Lewis Hall, but it's okay. You can just forget about me. Oh, Lewis <laughs> Hall. He, he, no, that wasn't very jazzy of you, Mikey. Lewis, oh, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I apologise. I apologise. Hang on. Berth, what, what, what's your signing of the season? Um, thanks for asking. Yeah, it's uh, it's Lewis Hall. Um, <laughs> Good job. Uh, he's obviously broken into the first team, been one of our best players once he's got in there. And yeah, yeah, I'm going loose all. Thanks for not forgetting about Good chat. Oh, you're more than welcome. <laughs> so, signing of the season. Uh, I've, 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 I've got a serious one because he has been our signing of the season. And that is my man, Noni Madueke. It's a, it's a good shout. You know, he's barely, like, he's he's looked dangerous when he's played. He's done really, really well, um, you know, especially in considering how much the team has been struggling. And he's a really young guy, only came into the team in January. You know, for mm. after having a good season, good seasons at PSV, it seems he was one of the one of the sort of slightly under the radar signings that we did make in January that has really worked so far. Mm. Anyone got any other suggestions? If there is one, I was um, I, I was going to go with Enzo to be honest. Oh, yeah, I agree oh, with you yeah, there. Of course, but, um, I did. I would say in terms of signing of the season, I, the reason I would say Enzo is because I think of what he can be for us, not what oh, yeah. he necessarily has and been I, I this think, season. I think when you look at Enzo's stats as well, they've been actually quite incredible when you look at it. Um, I was looking earlier and some of the stats are quite mind-blowing really. And I think for such a young guy just in the World Cup, big fit. Mm. I haven't once looked at him and gone, he doesn't look, look, look that. He, he looks the part. He, he really does. Whereas you look at someone like a Mudrick who's been quite disappointing. Mm. Enzo has, has looked the part every game, to be fair. And yeah, he's got his faults and he hasn't like, set the world alight, don't get me wrong. Um, but you put him with the right part and a right manager, he's going to be an absolute world beater. Chris, yeah. Chris any... disagrees though. Chris hates him. Anyone else, yeah. Chris? Or do you think it's... Chris, Chris is going to pick Jorginho here, I think. <laughs> no, I, I, I also had Madueke, to be fair. Because yes. it, it's nice to see a player come in and actually have an impact straight away and mm. look like a good player rather than people keep telling me I have to wait two years for him to yeah. be any good. <laughs> I mean, next up, best player to sit on the bench for most of the season. I've got stats to back this one up. Stats, I've got Carney Chukwameka because he was in the squad 29 times and he played 15 games and most of them were from the bench. And to be fair, wow. looking at our midfield, Carney Chukwameka is a much better player than half of our midfield. Yeah, he, he kept getting injured as well, though, didn't he? Yeah, it's that held him back this year. It's true, it's I think true. That was his problem. Yeah, he's had a few knocks, hasn't he? Like Again, he's another victim of our medical team. Anyone yeah. else? Anyone else suggestions, or should we move? I had. Um, well, I no, had you Lewis, go. I had Lewis Hall. Oh, because oh, yeah. I think oh. I think with him coming in and you see how he's played, I actually can't believe that managers thought, yeah, we'll play Kukureo instead. <laughs> uh, it's it's got to be a it's got to be a political reason. Yeah, it's yeah, more people definitely. You know, it's the big money signing versus a yeah. young free academy yeah. grad. You know. It, we're, I went we're with that's the only explanation, and it's the only explanation. I went with uh, Berth, Berth will be happy because I went with a jazzy choice. Um, I went with um, Ziyech. Uh, that is cons- not that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Wow. That's not jazzy. <laughs> that's not jazzy. That's awful. That is. No, no. Hear me out. Shocking. Hear me out. <laughs> Hear me out. So he has played. He has been on the bench for most of the season, and considering that, whenever we, like considering in January, we thought he was off. And he wasn't, you know, like it all kind of fell apart last second. He's actually, since then at least, come back into the side, 
done what was asked of him when called upon and actually done all right on the pitch. You know, I think we, I think he got a lot of stick earlier in the season and I think right, rightfully so. And I think he was sort of banished from the, banished from the, the starting 11 really. But actually I think I, I, I kind of want to give him this award just almost to say like, well done for being a professional because the club messed you around in January when you oh, were supposed man. to leave. You know Mate, what I mean? I, 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 um, yeah. Yeah. I did. I do kind of get it. Um, I, I, was going to go for Conor Gallagher to be fair. Um, yeah, he did, yeah, shout. coming from yeah, I the, the classic coming on at 60 minutes under Potter. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> to be fair to him though, Conor Gallagher, you talk about effort and just like passion and just like trying to affect games. He's actually come on and looked like to get involved, look to make things happen and at least chase the ball and show a bit of energy where we have lacked it for a large part of the season. And you can see why Lampard has played in most games. So yeah. I'll, I'll have to give it Conor Gallagher. I'm not his biggest fan, but I will give it CG. I mean, we're. All, I, th- I know we're going to be all in agreement, but meme of the season has to be. The boys gave everything in the game. Oh, it's yeah, just a absolutely. classic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really, that's was good. unanimous. That no one is yeah. disagreeing there. <laughs> Nobody at all. The Lucas Piazzon Award, the loney that is going on loan again next season. This is this is one of my favourites. I've got Ian Matson because he comes to mind, but I feel that you know, based on Reese James being injured and Gusto coming in to sit there, that. Ian Matson has a huge chance if Chilwell isn't fully fit in the squad, but then Lewis Hall decided to be absolutely world-class. So it's like Ian's there going, great, where am I going? That, that's actually what I was getting at actually earlier when I was talking about potentially Hall taking Mount's spot as it opens up that space for Lewis Hall. Sorry, it opens up the space for Matson. It, it, I don't know where it's It's Someone's going on loan. <laughs> I went with mm. um, the Loney that's going on loan again next season. Um, I went with Harvey Vale. Um, because oh, I forgot about we, him. I don't think we've seen enough from him uh, when he's gone on loan. He, I think he needs a, a big breakout loan. I, I think it tends to be that sometimes the best players are these players that they go on loan and out of nowhere, they absolutely explode. You know, it just, every everything just hits the right point. We saw it with Gallagher. We saw it with James. We saw it with Mount. Mm. You know, we've seen it quite a few times now. And I think Harvey Vell, we just haven't seen that. I don't think the, the loan he had recently to Hull City was really best for him um no. you know he did okay but uh, you know, I, i'm i think he now needs to kick on and and get on with being you know pushing towards being in the squad because uh, and the only way to do that is to have a, a a good loan yeah i agree uh beth yeah i was gonna go for ian matson again to be honest i think he's gonna go back to burnley um mm. which is i've actually been really impressed with him i was actually half tempted to be very very cheeky and say Levi Colwell to go on loan again. <gasps> but I thought against it. I did think against it. I went Ian Matson because I do <laughs> I do really like Cole. I do actually think he will play next season, but I was tempted to go for him. Uh what what do you think, Chris? I've gone for someone who I think people have forgot actually still plays for us. I think I know who you're gonna say, Chris. I, is it is it Callum Hudson Adoy? Yes, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you uh, think he, he won't get sold? He'll get another loan. No, I don't think we'll be able to sell him after the disastrous loan spell he's had at Leverkusen. Oh, uh, well, yeah. just, just don't see anyone being able to pay up his wages, in which case he might be better off just being in and around the squad. But I don't he's know. He's got a lot of money. You know what, though? I can see someone like Brighton going for him and making like some world beater. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. they all sign you know, him you know for 40 million. Yeah. 
They'll, yeah. they'll what they'll do they'll they'll take him on loan with an obligation to buy of like something like fifteen million and then sell yeah. him two seasons later for two hundred and fifty million to buy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Absolutely. right. The bad back award, which is the player that carried the team most of the season. Now, it's, I think <laughs> I don't think this is even difficult. I've got Thiago Silva. Yeah, same. Poor yeah, guy. Okay. Back problems are are common with age. Uh, and yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I. I, I I couldn't give it to anyone else. Well, okay. Biggest fan overreaction to anything. Now, now for me, I've, I'm going with Thomas Tuckle being sacked because it was considered at the time to be an horrific decision. But we did suck. We sucked then and we sucked after and he's gone to Bayern and he hasn't really convinced anyone there. We we thought he was getting sacked today. So, and that title win was obviously, we know how Dortmund doing their best Arsenal impression. Uh, any, anyone got anything else? Fan overreaction? I've got one. Is it Mount? This, no. <laughs> Although that did cross my mind, the Mason Mount situation. Uh, but no, I've got any time Kai Havertz scores a goal. <laughs> because every time he scored a goal this season, people went way over the top that he's he back. was some generational talent. And he was, this is why we should be building the team around him. It's like he scored one goal. Let's calm down. Uh, um, I, my biggest fan overreaction was actually. Um, after Potter um, said we're going to try and win the fucking Champions League, and everyone went mental. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. everyone was like, "He's got the minerals," and it, he's he got didn't the have minerals. <laughs> uh, you know, oh. uh, it just and oh, the the other one I had another one I was thinking of was when we beat Dortmund. Um, you know, when we went through mm. ahead of mm. Dortmund, and we've seen since how poor Dortmund actually were. Yeah, that's true. You know, mm. I, I think actually considering, <laughs> I know the 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 form of both teams at the time you can take into account and it was a good game and a big game and uh, you know big C- champions league nights and chelsea are, are two things that go together really well but i think actually the reaction to the performance and the win was was overrated anyone else berth no i was, I was gonna go for a win but i just decided to just swear and just claim <laughs> i'm glad you agreed with me there but like, it made it, no sense it, oh. it was like it, the thing is that came out of absolutely nowhere from grandpa and i think that's why the fans were like oh my god we're actually gonna do it we're gonna because do it Whoa. But really all he'd done is he'd read he'd yeah. read everyone's things that everyone's saying about him that he was a wet blanket and he thought if i swear it in public I but think everyone's going to think I'm like, really bad. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, though. He, he, he just is a nice guy. He's too nice. And it sort of... Um, he got fans on board for about again. And there's like, actually... Yeah. Um, right. Um, this is this is suggested by listener Chris Bailey. And it's the best... What was your highlight of the weekend? Uh, for me, it's, it's got to be the trip to Ikea. And I brought home a bedside table. That was my highlight. The whole it's, bloody season. It's beautiful. <laughs> my, my highlight of the weekend award goes to every time Chris and Berth played against each other in football. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, good, yeah. Good, always get a good bit of banter out of that. You know, one one day, you know, one day we'll hop on this pod and we'll be like, uh, Chris and Berth aren't talking to each other this episode because <laughs> Berth snapped Chris at the weekend. I, I mean, I feel Chris has got a tough decision here because I've got, I'm not choosing for him, but there are two things in my mind that Chris had as a highlight that they're there. there. Yeah, I've picked I've picked uh, women's FA Cup. Oh, that is the better choice. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, I, uh, I went with that one because it, it was, was uh, yeah first time going to a cup final at Wembley, mm. and just winning it made it even even better. Yeah. 
I and mean, to experience it with your family as well. Oh, for yeah, sure. and and for Sam Kerr, who my daughter absolutely idolizes, to score the winner was mm. it for incredible. me. Yeah, it was either going to be that you were going to pick that or the obviously the league title. It was going to be one yeah. of the two. But the uh, Wembley, yeah, it's one hundred percent Wembley. Berth, what, what is your highlight? You? <laughs> uh, mine would be. Um, I went to watch Villa Chelsea at uh, Villa Park earlier on in the season. It was on a Sunday and uh, Chelsea won. I think it was on the very few games. Yay. Chelsea won the season. So, you know, we won I, was a game. <laughs> I was there. I was actually there to watch one of the only games we won this season. So that was that is lucky. That is yeah, lucky, to be fair. Yeah. And to be fair, considering how well Villa actually ended up, thought that I think that's one of the best wins we've had this season. So, all yeah. down to me that. So. Uh, this Thank is this, <laughs> the Alan Hansen Award. There's only two more categories, listeners. Alan Hansen Award for most ridiculous statement or hot take. Now, I'm going to save mine for a minute because I'm trying to find the link to play it. So, um, Berth, what's your what's your award there? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I'll be honest. Ollie's earlier about Ziyech has, has, has thrown <laughs> a, massive, a massive span in the works because I feel like that's very just ridiculous if I'm honest so I'm gonna I'm authentic to say that um oh. Gabby Bonahor was one about Mason Mount really really got my back up oh, oh yeah that one um that one I'd have to say would probably take it because the amount of shit that bloke chatted <laughs> with no no real stats to back him up and no real logic just really wound me up and um you know I like Mason Mount so I was uh I'll go with that one. I'm I'm hoping I've just found the link. So when I click this, it should play and it hopefully is going to be the right one. And it will be, everyone knows it, it's when Rory Jennings Erling said, Haaland will not live oh, up to the expectation. God. I am so bored. Why, Why won't because, because he isn't Because he isn't the player that everybody thinks he is. People are saying that he's going to win the Golden Boot. That is outrageous. <laughs> it's so disrespectful to the establishment. Why is that outrageous? It's so disrespectful to the establishment. I love that quote. This is the establishment. Yeah. It's so disrespectful to the establishment. <laughs> I don't I know that. what the establishment actually you know, is. You know what? I'll, I'll add on to this because I, I, this warmed me up as well. And I'll be honest, it doesn't take a lot to warm me up. But this, when he said um, disrespectful to the establishment, I thought, what on earth does that mean? And then <laughs> afterwards, he said Erling Haaland is very profligate. Now, I'll be what? honest, I haven't read, I haven't, I haven't read many thesauruses or dictionaries i'm i'm from birmingham like you know how smart can i really be what on earth what the fuck does profligate mean googling i don't know yeah yeah i don't know jeff i don't know i would i would assume it's got something to do with being prolific in front of goal isn't it? which uh, yeah, it completely counteracts his own argument profligate recklessly extravagant or wasteful in the use of resources wasteful, yeah, yeah. So it basically means wow. wasteful Mm. Dickhead, oh. just say why he's tall. He is, but, but he is the complete opposite of that. Like, how oh, many man. times do you see him miss a chance? He doesn't miss chances; he just scores them. That's ridiculous. And, uh, he's only broke every single record the Premier League's ever seen. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> any of uh, Chris? You got any other, or are we I, leaving it there? I've got. You know what? I actually picked my own, oh. and it's because at the start of this, it wasn't a hot take at the time. <laughs> but it's turned oh, into no. one. Oh, God, I remember this? at the start of the season when we did our season predictions, and next, we did next, who, this Friday. Yeah, who will be our best signing? I oh, picked no. Barley. Oh no! And I said, I think at the end of the season, 
we'll be looking at Koulibaly the same way we do Thiago Silva. Oh. Now that's a hot take for you. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that you know. You know what? You might have been spared from blame, but that last line has sunk you totally. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I think I said something about. All right, we'll find out Friday because I haven't. We I genuinely have not looked at that spread uh, that word document since we did it. But I'm sure I said something about he'll be seen in the same way that we see Rudiger. So oh, I Jesus. think I said. I feel I said that. <laughs> I might have yeah. said something similar. We're all stupid and nobody knows anything. Yeah. But my, my, and, and as proved by this award, but um, my hot take um, was, I don't know if you guys remember this, it was a couple months ago and I found a tweet that someone said uh, Billy Gilmore was better than Enzo Fernandez. Oh! Uh, and, uh, who said that? Uh, we spoke about it a couple months ago. Someone said, "Someone said, you know, why, why are we signing Enzo for 120 million when Billy Gilmore was right there?" I remember that? I do remember and I'll, that. I'll, yeah. I was just there sitting there. I sat when I read that tweet for the first time, and I sat in complete silence for ten minutes thinking about it. And I was just, I was like, I couldn't eat because when people come out with something stupid, I try and figure out. Hey, listen, right? Why? Maybe there's a reason someone has come up with this. Maybe they have like a, you know, the, some. They've got a reason for this that I'm not considering. I sat there for ten minutes trying to figure out what this guy meant by that. I, I, and all I came to the conclusion was that he was wrong. I mean, what if you've got to admit, Enzo probably sits at home looking at his World Cup medal, going, "I trade this to get a man of the match performance on my Premier League debut, my FA Cup debut." Oh, I would. I'd trade it. I would. Yeah, just uh, sitting there with a the, with the poster of Billy Gilmore on his phone. Well, I want to be him. Uh, finally, though, we have the award for disappointment of the season, and it is going to be forever sponsored by Chelsea's 2022-23 season. For me, it's very easy. It's Frank Lampard's interim spell. Mm. <laughs> really close to nothing, that was. I'll be honest, I think it's growing partners. Yeah, well, I'm not disagreeing. No, I mean, you can, you can pick so many things, to be honest. It's not like... Putters, Lampards, the whole squad, um, Todd Bowley. You could just pick more, really. We sucked. Chris? I've, yeah. Uh, I've picked Mason Mount. In general. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my just God. Uh, and now because... I was just like, trying my heart there. Oh, my oh, God. No. What? Oh, because for the, for the player we know he can be, and I think our expectations of what he was going to do this year, and he has come. But he's fell so far short. It's but he can't even see the line, you know. Like yeah, and then his the whole contract situation, the whole PR stunt things that he keeps pulling. To be honest with you, the whole season he's annoyed me from start to finish. And Uh, did you did you not like when he came onto the field at the end of the uh, yesterday, and then Chilwell had to console him? It wasn't. Were you not feeling the love there? You were just like, just go, just yeah. Honestly, if he was really upset, he would stay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm at I'm at a point now where I just want him to leave. Uh, oh my word. My um my disappointment of the season, um, I was originally gonna actually go with Mark Cucurella, um, because I thought, you know, he's been really underwhelming um as a signing generally. But I'm actually gonna in in light of some recent comments made by Frank Lampard, I'm actually gonna say the entire squad is my disappointment of the season. Um, because, Fair. you know, talking, I've, I've, I've seen all season about problems with fitness, but on top of that as well, and you could easily give it to the medical team. And I, I've spoken about them enough, I could have done. But uh, it goes to the whole squad because in terms of standards, in terms of fitness, in terms of, you know, what we expect from Chelsea players, I think the squad has let us down massively this season. And especially from given what other other teams and other players and even, you know, some of our players and Lampard himself has said, the standards have dropped. 
And there's, mm. you know, I've seen, I've heard, sing, I've heard things like, you know, players aren't getting up in time for training, like basic stuff, not eating right. You know, like it doesn't make any sense to me that in that case, where 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 any environment in which that is allowed to fester is never going to be successful. And in that's fairness, why, you know, inter- that's why I give it to the whole squad because everyone's a little bit responsible. But in fairness, Ollie, they have all wrote nice heartfelt apologies on Instagram <laughs> after that the season's so finished. True. Do you know so, what? You know, all is forgiven. Me, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely it, it, was. Yeah, it's, it's a good read. It's almost as if they've got they've got them written for them. Boy, <laughs> yeah, right. it's, it's odd that. Send. It? It's strange, isn't it? That <laughs> I, w- I would really. I want somebody. If somebody's got the time, can somebody please put into something like ChatGPT, like apology note from footballer to the oh, squad wow. for like, and you know see what? if there are any similarities. I would love <laughs> you know to see. It. Can we do our own version of that after this? Like. Can we just put it on our, our Twitter or something, like a heartfelt <laughs> apology to people? Oh, yes, absolutely. Let's put out a yeah. heartfelt oh, apology. <laughs> we've, let, we've let you down this season. We'll, we'll down. be we... back and we'll be better next we'll year. We'll be better probably. than ever. We'll maybe. come back stronger. <laughs> oh, yeah. my word. Beautiful. So we've got, we have got time to just go through our line of the week predictions from Friday. Berth wasn't here, but Chris, he had Thiago Silva. I had Mudrick. Ollie had Thiago Silva as well. It was fine. Yeah, no, no, no winners, just like no, Chelsea. No winners. <laughs> yeah. No. Win- <laughs> um, with, with that, with that, I just, I want, I just want to say a quick something. Uh, this, this was our fourth season covering Chelsea. Berth and I started this four years ago, and we've seen it wow. grow. We, I know we've seen it grow. <laughs> with to in to be fair, when we, we accidentally bumped into each other yesterday in the pub. My mate I went with did say, he went, oh, is he a Chelsea fan as well? And I was like, well, that does help the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you, you could say I'm a Chelsea fan. You, you could, could a little that, bit, yeah. you know. Um, he was wearing a Spurs top. Though, oh, he, he wasn't. No. This was, don't worry. It was a joke. It was an off-air <laughs> joke. Was, but, you know, we've seen it grow with two incredible additions, you know, to our show. with Chris and obviously most recently Ollie. And I genuinely do appreciate every single second that every single one of you three spend on each episode, just sharing your thoughts, your opinions. And, you know, our voices have reached all parts of the world. And we are honoured that you spend your time listeners listening to us. We are. And it's been a tough season, but we're not we're not going to take a break. Uh, we're going to head straight into that off season. We're going to bring some some humour, some good content, and hopefully you'll stay with us. So, yeah, we're, we're going to be back on Friday. We've got to react to our pre-season predictions. And if Chris's is ready to go with, oh, it's going to be a wild one, isn't it? So yeah. I can't, I can't wait to hit. See if anyone hit anything out of the park with their picks. You know what? I really want to know. I, I can't wait for this now because it's, it's you know, what this is like. It's like setting off a grenade with a year-long timer on. <laughs> we all pick Chelsea to get the Champions League place. We all did. We yeah, know yeah. we did. No doubt. Why wouldn't we? Like oh. nobody could have predicted the season we had. No. And also, you know, it just in in going over what Mikey was just saying, you know, we should also have a big shout out and a thank you to Mikey because Mikey does all of the administrative oh, yeah, stuff. I try. He runs. <laughs> he runs. He sorts out the Discord. You know, for all you lovely listeners. You know, like oh. it, it, this show does not happen without Mikey. So oh thank well, thank you. you. I and, appreciate and that. And I just say as well, thank you to all the fans. It's not been our year this year. We apologise, but we will go again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, we'll come back, we come back stronger. We'll be we? back. We'll come back stronger. <laughs> yeah, we're in the best form of our lives. We're looking really good on the training field. Uh, so, right, that till Friday.
that is gonna be us signing off you've been listening to at the bridge pod a chelsea fc podcast follow us on twitter and instagram by searching for at the bridge pod and if you're listening on apple or spotify leaving us a review is always appreciated